0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens.
2: Happy Saturday and happy New Year's Eve, pet lovers. Another year has come and gone and recently, in recent years, each year seems to bring us more and more advances in science and technology for our Furley family members and there have been some really cool products out over the last 365 days, things that take technology that we humans take for granted and have been using for years and are finally being applied to make some really cool stuff for our pets. So I thought today we'll wrap up 2016 by reviewing some of the coolest products from the year. Okay, well, admittedly, some of these things actually came out late 2015, but we really didn't get to know them until this past year. So um, I'm going to ask some friends to come in and help us do some riffing on these fabulous geeky things. Two of the members of Tet- Pet Hub are going to join me today. They are the leader in d- pet identification in the digital age and a sponsor of this season of Pet Lover Geek. So on to the day- today's show. I have Rebecca Bree. She is a director at Pet Hub and a pet parent to two dogs and one cat. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. Happy New Year. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. And Happy New Year and Happy Holidays to you as well. I've also invited back our good friend and favorite nerd, Tom Arnold. He is Pet Hub's founder and Chief Technology Officer. Always glad to have you back on the show, Tom.
3: <laughs> Always glad to be here. Happy New Year and Happy Holidays.
2: Awesome. You too. You too. Uh, let's just jump right in because we have got so much to cover. Each one of you uh, have picked out a few of your favorite products from the year, as have I. And we've all looked at them, studied them. Some of them we knew really well. Some of them we were just introduced to by each other. And we're going to look at this list and chat about the pros and the cons, if there are any cons. And I have to say, <laughs> it was really interesting when I was looking at the lists, how many toys were on those lists. I guess it's not surprising because much of what we do with our pets is all about play and uh it's just really cool some really cool tech toys so Rebecca uh, let's start with you you really loved the clever pet tell listeners what that's all about
4: Yeah, I do love the clever clever pet. So as as a pet parent that, of course, isn't unfortunately in the house all the time, I'm always worried about what my pets are doing when I'm not home. You know, are they just sitting there staring out the window? You know, bored out of their mind? You know, it's a concern. So there are a lot of toys on the market that have different sort of attributes to it that they can play with and it's stimulating, but it's all based around treats. And of course, then the concern becomes is whether or not that's going to be. You know, you have to watch the treat intake. you can only give so many, so many days. So, it puts a lot of limits. So, why I love Clever Pet is it's actually a hub that you fill with a meal. So, you can fit two and a half cups of kibble in there. So, their daily amount. Uh, right in there, and you can control when it releases based on how they play with the game. It retails for $2.99, but with that being said, it's a really all-in-one fun, fun game for them. It has touch pads, lights the dogs can sit there and learn to level out, different sort of things that change up with over 300 different activities. You know, your dog's not going to run out of that anytime soon. And for cleanliness, it's really great. It's a stainless steel bowl, so you can just pop that right out and wash it, so you don't have to worry about any buildup bacteria that's Sometimes with those more intricate treats or, or toys, I should say, it's a little bit harder to sometimes clean them. So you always are worried about bacteria. And, and honestly, with the Clever Pet, it's great because if you can schedule the play time. You can track the progress no matter where you are. And even if you'd like to, you can encourage your dog to play with it. Now, one thing that's kind of a, a bummer about it is that, or I guess I should say my concern is that maybe not all dogs would take to it just because it is a little odd looking and not traditionally set up with some of the other toys you'd see out there.
2: Yeah. When I, when I was looking at, it, I think that was actually my, my very first response was I have a one dog I think would actually go for, it, but the other dog, the younger dog, I think he'd be a little bit skiddy around it. Uh, it's, yeah. it's beautifully designed, but it, it doesn't um, look and feel like any of the other toys that he's familiar with. So I think it would be a matter of training. Also for me, um, I, 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 though I, I I do in theory like a lot of these ideas about getting food uh, out out with you know treats when I'm not home. I we we are very strict about when we when we feed and we don't do it when we're not at home just because of some of the issues that go on with feed feeding time in our two dogs. So for me, being, not being at home is not a benefit for for that particular for one. Tom, what about you?
3: Uh, I'm, I'm thinking something, something similar. I mean, I think of the treats. Um, I, I'd want to make sure it's a treat that they want to eat for one thing, but I'd want to make sure that if they eat too many of them, that they're not going to get sick. Like, for example, my dogs and cats love the dried salmon treats, but if they eat too many of them, it upsets their stomach. Um, so that was one thing that went through my head. And the other one was I was wondering about uh, built-in camera if they have or are planning to have a, a camera because um, I'd want to be able to watch them remotely and see them playing with it. Does it have a camera in it? Do you know, Rebecca?
4: No, it doesn't. And I agree with you. That was something that jumped out to me, too. It doesn't have a camera. And I think this is an early version of the product. So I think in the future, they would put one in. Um, One of the things they get now is they just get you get a notification, like a text message kind of thing that just says, you know, Chester is playing with your toys um you know and you kind of see their progress but no they don't currently have a camera which i agree would be kind of fun to see especially with you know fun lights and patterns it's not something common you see your dog play with on a daily basis
2: yeah, and I think, I think I'm think i sure, like you just mentioned, I'm sure it's a later version because so much of the stuff, in fact, quite a few of the things that we're going to mention later are camera-driven uh, things. Right. And, and this is sort of related to one of the things that was on my list, the Puppod. Uh, and Pup Pod is actually a Seattle-area company, which is really cool that it's a local company here. But this is what I love about what Pup Pod is doing. They actually collaborate with other uh, pr- uh, companies. Uh, they're collaborating with two major companies. One is a great tech. Product called Smart Tutor, which is uh, one of these f- treat dispenser type things. It's out of Indianapolis, and then Kong, of course, which everybody knows, uh, such a great maker of those nearly indestructible toys. And I just love to see companies working together, collaborating to make something awesome for our fur kids. So it's it's like a Clever Pet. It's an interactive toy. It is a treat toy, not like a, a kibble toy, like what Clever Pet was doing. But it uses Bluetooth to do its magic. And what I like here is it's actually two ways that you can use it with your dog actually I think more than two ways but two ways distinctly so they have to play with this toy in order to get a treat and you can either do it directly with your dog so it works through a smartphone app and it's going to buzz you and say hey the dog did what they were supposed to do and you can toss them a treat so you can really be interactive with that play or you can use it with the smart tutor again when that dog is home alone uh, and the pop pod will uh, tell the tower to dispense a treat you know, something that will help stave off boredom Uh, and there's timers and things like that to kind of control when things can happen so I really like that I love the fact that they're used they're working with Kong which is something our dogs are obsessed with so there's going to be that instant familiarity which they'll look at it go oh gosh that's a toy and so I think it's going to engage a lot faster than something like clever pet which uh maybe a little bit more uh intimidating at first but um and like the clever pet it gets progressively harder. What they have to do to get the treat to d- dispense gets more and more challenging. And I love that. Love that it's, it's making them think deeper. It's making them think in more steps, giving them that mental aerobics, which of course is going to tire them out, which is going to make them, you know, be calmer and happier. So I really like this one. Tom, what do you think?
3: Well, I liked how the form factor uh, it was, um, like you said, was a Kong. And that because it's Bluetooth, the way they've set all this stuff up, it makes it easy for them to add in other toys or other form factors, so I thought that was neat that it was extensible, and I also liked that it was uh, that they were separate, Un- unlike the Clever Pet where it's all kind of this one encapsulated thing. Here we've got uh, one or more toys that could be working with the treat dispenser. It allows me to... Um, find my own ways of increasing the, the complexity of the game where it could be hidden under a towel or or placed in a different part of the home or something like that so I thought it was cool and I actually have had the opportunity to meet Eric which I thought was really cool so it's a great team that they have working on this too so that's always fun to meet the team behind the scene who are doing all these neat things and see their energy
2: Awesome! Yeah, yeah I think they were doing some uh, beta testing around your office with dogs in the office and stuff like that so that was cool yeah, they were. And, and Rebecca, what, what about you? What, what are your thoughts on Clever Pet? I mean, excuse me, a I, Pup Pod.
4: Pup Pod, yeah, I, I actually love it. And, and the big thing, of course, like has been said a few times now, is that I like the Kong. My dogs love Kongs. They're familiar with it. So I think that's going to be very easy for them to adapt to this sort of toy. Um, the other thing that I like, you know, that pops into my mind is it. you know, Apple products, they're, you know, you only can use Apple products with Apple products. It was very big. And I like that this is a little different than Apple and you can, plug in anything um, and kind of build upon it because Clever Pet kind of reminds me of the Apple aspect where you only can use the Clever Pet. So that can be limiting and with the big price tag, you know, pet parents have to kind of keep in mind, you know, where they're going to get the most bang for the buck and also do the best work for their animals.
2: Absolutely. I think it's that collaboration part that they're working with other companies that kind of excites me the most. I do love that. And there was another toy uh, that was out there that uh, has been getting a lot of buzz in the last few years. They have a brand new toy out this year. It was on both Tom's in my list, and that's the Fetch. So I'm going to let Tom tell us about that.
3: Yeah, iFetch is really cool. They came out um, actually at SuperZoo in 2013 and won the Best in Show Award, and they got second place at Global Pet Expo with their first one called the iFetch. Um, it works with the miniature tennis balls, and it launched 10 to 30 feet, and I think it retails for right around 150 or something like that. Um, then last year they came out with the iFetch 2, spelled T-O-O, and it used the larger balls and it actually shoots a little bit further. Um, again, both are for indoor and outdoor use. They use uh, power. Uh, I think the, the second one that they came out with is the uh, actually allows you to use a rechargeable battery. And I always worry about the way the dogs get in front of it. Like they're going to get beaned with that ball after dropping it in the uppers. I've actually
2: seen that when it's, when it's happening, which is, it's, it's funny. It doesn't seem to hurt them in any way, but it is funny.
3: But the newest one that they just came out with, I'm, yeah, I'm sure they learn really quickly not to do it, but actually they have a video where a, a dog drops it in, turns around, opens its mouth, and it shoots right into his mouth. And whatever, he seems to be having fun. I think it was a pity, too. So, anyway, they can handle it. Um, and then the third one that just came out in 2016, and they also won third place at Super Zoo and Global Pet Expo. Um, is the iFetch frenzy and this one has no batteries or power or anything like that. Um, this just has the normal hopper at the top. They drop the ball into it and there's three different ways that it can roll out. And I think that's retailing for $50 MSRP, but you can find it for under 40 on Amazon. but um, I like it because it can be in the house and it doesn't have to you don't have to worry about power and all that stuff. and it's not shooting it like at a, at a high rate of speed or anything like that it just rolls out.
2: Yeah, I really, really like this. I wish it had come out like six or seven years ago when Penny was ball obsessed. Now that she's older, she's she's not as excited about it, but I think our younger dog will definitely love it. Uh, Rebecca, what about you?
4: Oh, I was so excited when the first eye fetch came out and then just quickly devastated when I figured out it was the smaller balls and I have bigger dogs so that wouldn't necessarily work for them and I didn't think my cat would necessarily play with it Um, but I love the eye frenzy the bigger balls aspect and as well as having um, the ability that it keeps changing you know my dogs tend to get bored with balls easily um, and so for us we always have to throw them different ways and that's you know how we can keep their attention longer so by doing this I think it's great you know I can see us setting it up and and letting them run with it um I love it I do like the idea also being able to shoot inside on 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 the second product but it's kind of nice I like it
2: it's cool and and thank you for mentioning your cats not necessarily wanting to play with it we've been talking a lot about dog toys and so there is there are a couple things that we have on our list that are that are more toys geared towards cats so Rebecca tell us about pet cube it's a dog and cat thing but really just
4: cats right yeah that that's my personal opinion on this so pet cube started out with just a camera a pet cube camera you would be able to watch um, anything from your phone you know you just set it up and see what they do all day so it's a great product for dogs and cats but there wasn't really any way for interaction or anything like that. This next year they came out with Pet Cube Play and so this retails for $199 um, and what this does is it also has the camera aspect that we were looking for with the Clever Pet but it also has a built in laser that from your phone you can sit there and play with your animal via the laser Love um, it. and drive them crazy yeah <laughs> I would and and the thing that I have to give Pet Cube credit for is that it's great because it is a cat toy like we said there isn't a lot of cat tech toys out there um, I just don't know that it would necessarily be a great toy for dogs um, I couldn't really see my dogs being that entertained by the laser I think what would be more likely is that they would go after the cat going after the laser um, so I guess it <laughs> that would not be good <laughs> But, uh, no, it's a it's a great toy. And uh, the cool thing is you can subscribe to a service. That will store any video that is taken um, for up to 30 days, about 30-second clips. Um, so there is that subscription op- option, but it's not mandatory in order to enjoy the product. So it's kind of That's a fun cool. thing for cats.
3: Yeah. I didn't know that they did. I mean, I knew that they had a way for you to see the live video and all that. And I've seen previous reviews from people where they're saying, boy, if only you could store the video. So it's nice to hear that they have found some kind of option for that. And then if I can weigh in on this as well, the the other thing I thought that was really cool about it is they have this thing called public view where you can actually open it up and then your friends can get on there yeah. and actually uh, go and play with your cats as well. So it's not just you.
4: Agreed. I, think- I did like that aspect, too.
2: Yeah, I think I, I, I like this. And I've actually seen this demoed. Um, uh, as well, and, and I think that the, I've seen it demoed with uh, some shelter use and things like that. And I think it's great. As long as you have a space that is yeah. not going to, uh, uh, the cat is not going to wreak havoc on things. Um, the but Within my home, uh, it would be really tricky where we would put this, where we... Uh, uh, the, the kitties wouldn't destroy things <laughs> with playing with the laser. So, but I do. I think it's really great. Uh, we now we're we're um we've only got a little bit of time yet, left in this particular segment. We'll be back in another minute. But I want to talk about one other thing that's on my list. A sort of a cat toy. It's not high tech at all, but it is super duper geeky. I am totally in love with Suck UK cat scratchers. Uh, that's S U K U uh, K. They're cardboard sc- scratchers and little hidey holes and things like that. That. They are hilarious. There's one uh, that's a turntable, so your kitty can lay down some like wicked DJ moves. Or the best one uh, for geeks is a. Totally scratch upable laptop. It even has a sleeve where you can customize the screensaver, and they can scratch on that and shred that as well. Uh, and it, I'm sure it won't keep the cats from laying on my laptop, but I totally <laughs> love this. I, I'm absolutely going to get this for my cats. It's a little expensive. Uh, it's about thirty bucks, uh, thirty forty bucks to get these, but I love them. What do you guys think?
3: Oh, I love that idea. Well, I- yeah, they had they had so many funny different things. So your cat's scratching on the little scratch thing, and it looks like a record player, and so it looks like they're, you know, putting down some groove. And it's just like, it's so it's so goofy. I don't know if I would buy it for my cat, um, but I would totally get it as a gift for somebody because it would crack me up to give it to somebody as a gift.
4: Well, I could be that friend for that gift because I have to say from an aesthetic thing, that's one of my biggest complaints, just as someone who loves fun stuff, there's not fun looking cat scratchers that I've ever heard of until today. And so I love the fact that it look kind of cool in your house and not just that, you know, random carpeted tree in the corner.
2: Oh yeah, So, I think that's trees. awesome. Oh, God. I, I, I get them. I get that, it, that cats love to rip up on the carpet, but those things are so ugly. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's, when I saw these, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a cat scratcher for geeks like me. <laughs> well,
3: you saw they do these cardboard box things as well. So, I thought those were hilarious because cats love, you know... You, you yeah. go and buy these really cool things, and then the friggin' cat just you know <laughs> jumps into a cardboard box. Well, these are actually decorated cardboard boxes, so I thought those were neat.
2: Yeah, definitely I love, love that. the pink Cadillac. Absolutely hilarious. Well, guess guys, we've got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment, and we're going to dig into some more geeky, awesome, techy stuff from 2006 on Pet Lover Geek on Voice America Variety Channel. We'll be right back.
0: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
5: Are you finding your frequency? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This
1: is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at one 472 5788 Again, that's one 866 472 Five seven eight eight. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back, my fellow pet geeks. On this final day of 2016, we are riffing on some of the coolest things that have come out in pet tech. And before the break, I brought up a, a treat dispenser that comes with a pet pod, the Smart Tutor. And Rebecca told us about pet Cube, which not only helps you play with your pets, but also keep an eye on them. And I got to tell you that uh, with one of the biggest movies of the year, at least for those of us that are obsessed with about pets, like <laughs> the three of us clearly are, was The Secret Life of Pets. So clearly, Products like these uh they're all show that we we all want to know we want to get a glimpse into what goes on when we're not home and Tom uh, wants to talk about a product that kind of combines pet cube and the the treat dispenser that comes with pet pod uh, with pet chats and there's a bunch of other products that are like pet chats as well. Uh, Tom, tell us all about these things for spying on your fur kids and then giving them treats
3: a <laughs> nanny cam for pets um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh so. It's something that attaches to your wall or you can have a separate stand for it. And there's a video screen so that your animal who's looking at it on the wall could uh, potentially see uh, you interacting from that screen. And there's a camera that's looking back at the animal. And then they also have this separate uh, thing called a paw call where they actually can step on it to make a phone call to you so you can see that your pet is calling you. Um, And then when you're interacting with your pet where they can... hear. You talking, and you can you know see them, and they can see you. You can also trigger it from the mobile app to actually dispense a treat, or you can actually have it put out uh, calming oils, you know, essential oil scents, and things like that. It retails for three hundred seventy-nine dollars. It's got a nice one-year warranty on it. They sell the reloadable treats three-month supplies for thirty-four bucks, and the essential oil calming uh, uh, scent is twenty dollars. Um, as far as what I think about the product. Um, I think it's a great idea for the pet owner It you know, makes them feel good to see the pets fine and all that. But in my own, uh, cheap version of this, where I'm, you know, doing a Skype call with my wife and I'm showing my wife, uh, on a full video chat and my dog's looking at my screen. My dog does not recognize who it is, does not recognize her voice. So I'm a little, um, uh, I don't. I don't know how well this actually works as far as the pet actually recognizing you, but you know, as long as you go into it just knowing it's more for you and they're just mm-hmm. there for the treat, <laughs> then I yeah. think it's it's a great product.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, Rebecca, what were your thoughts on it?
4: No, I, I was just going to say from my own personal experience, I do have cameras in my house that don't dispense treats. And that was one of the biggest things that we, we figured out within two days was that, you know, it was great because we could check in. We could see what they were doing, both naughty and nice. Um, but as far as communicating with them outside of anything other than a whistle... You know, it, 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 your voice sounds different and they don't recognize it. So I do like the idea of the aromatherapy oils. That smells, that sounds delightful. Um, And I don't know that my dogs would appreciate that as much. Um, I think it's like calming. It's one of those calming pheromone things, um, which
2: I, I think, you know, I've, I've worked with those and, and they seem to help a bit for sure. Oh. Um, and, and so I think that might be good, especially if you've got an anxious dog. Um, I think, and I love the idea of the paw claw. I actually, paw, paw call. I think that that would be, uh, something that Penny would probably use a lot. Cause as soon as she figures out something is a treat dispenser, she goes after it. So I would have to, you know, limit the treats there. I am also, I think the idea is great, uh, uh, the, I'm a little turned off by anything that requires a specific treat to go into it so I would really want to know are there other treats that can go into it I don't like things that you know are, are kind of like what we mentioned with the clever pet that, that seems like they're inclusive and you can't like move out and that but uh, I think I like it on the on the whole um, you know another area I want to talk about uh, that we've seen a ton of new products is activity trackers uh, and again interesting enough, is it's helping us figure out what the heck our fur kids are doing all day when they're not listen, with us are they sleeping? Are they running around like crazy people? Or are they looking through our underwear drawer? What's going on? And, um, you know, Whistle has been around for quite a while. So I think there's a lot of people that are familiar with Whistle. It's like Fitbit for pets. And uh, especially when they t- partner with Tag a few years ago to add the GPS. But there are some newer ones. They're slightly different, uh, definitely less expensive options. And both Rebecca and I had those on our list. Rebecca, I'll let you start. Tell us why you like the Pit Pet Pet
4: so like many people I have new year's revolution or resolutions to get fit (laughs) and of course I'm going to bring my dogs with me Um, so one thing that I love about the Pip-Pep pit pat pet um is that their name is a tongue twister um is that it's it's a great thing um it has uh it attaches onto their collar via velcro and basically what it is is a dog activity monitor monitor and basically how you set it up is on your phone it has an app and you can set it up based on your dog breed your dog age your dog weight Um, And if the breed kind of makes you nervous, I have two rescue dogs that I couldn't tell you what they are. And so there are options to kind of do a blend of dogs, if you will, to kind of come up with a exercise guideline for our dog based on those factors. So basically what you can go ahead and do is then... You set a baseline, show what kind of activities you're doing, and it all measures on this or tracks on this thing that they're wearing on their collar. And what you'll be able to do is after you set up that baseline is you transfer that data by pushing the big red button on the collar, and it transfers via Bluetooth onto the app, and it uploads statistics, and it lets you know, okay, you're great doing, you know, this high activity, but you need to work on some of uh, additional things to kind of diversify the activities for your dog. And... And why I like this uh, product, again, a little bit better than some of the other things that were out on the market first was it retails for $39.99. The battery, even if the dog wears it every single day for a whole year, it will last. And even with that being said, when you do need to uh, replace a battery, it's a cheap battery that you can get in your everyday store. So it's very easy to kind of replace it and not have to worry about any additional setup costs. Um, so that's why I like it. Um, and I think it's good for you also as a human, you know, obviously you have the Fitbit for you, but you don't necessarily think about the exercise that your dog needs. And so you're able to be healthy yourself and also kind of make it fun by helping your dog get healthy with you.
2: Yeah, I like, I like it. I I think, um, it's a UK company, which is interesting. It is. Um, and, uh, I, I think it's a good, um, product. I definitely like the 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 breed centric stuff. It's actually a little bit more than 39 if we if we translate that into US a closer actually 50, 40 or 50. But uh, forty five, fifty. So anyway, but it's 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 um it's definitely one of the most affordable ones out there. Um and I definitely like you know the the idea of your putting together a training session. I, I will say though that the design for me uh and, and you know as a designer by nature I am I always looking for something that looks good. I'm a little bit more leaning towards Wonder Wolf which is another other new fitness activity that's out there. It's a bit more expensive. It's about a hundred bucks. Although right now it's on sale for seventy on their website. Um, it is beautiful. I think of all the fitness tractors that are out there, I like it the most. It looks like a little bow tie and it comes okay. with uh, it comes with three uh, changeable connectors that change the look of the bow tie. And then you can buy kits of the bow tie connectors. It's a lot like Fitbit now has a bunch of different types of bracelets that go with it. And for those of us that are completely shallow like me and <laughs> like, like the fashion aspect of it, it's cool. But I, I also like, you know, it, it lets you track the walks and, and things like that. And it's socially, connect, uh, socially connected. There's also a bunch of challenges that you can do with your pets that are all socially driven i like that i also like the fact that you can use it to set um, appointments and things like that so it kind of has a, a bit more of a of an all-encompassing thing to it but i think for me it's more about the look and feel which may, might be a little bit too shallow but i really i really like the design it's beautiful tom now i i want to ask you specifically with with these fitness trackers because you use whistle on your dog right
3: I have. I have. I'm cracking up about the bow tie thing, though. I mean, they really know their audience because it's 80% of the people making the purchase are, are women, and, and the accessorizing of it is a good idea. Uh, I like the utility of the Pit Pat Pet thing because it's simple. It does the job and all that. And, yes, I also had a whistle um, a couple of years ago when they were over $100. Uh, great product, Um uh, but the problem was once i lost mine uh, i wasn't willing to go replace it now for a pit pat pet for around 48 dollars us i'd be i'd consider replacing that much faster than a 100 dollar whistle although i know Whistle and tag combined where now it's activity monitoring and GPS, but and they're around a hundred bucks, but I think they actually have dropped down for the holidays down to around seventy nine bucks. But anyway, the Pip pet's pretty cool. I, I love the general genre of this kind of product.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think the only thing for me is it does seem to be a little bit of a n- novelty item. Uh, for me, I, I've, I've bought, <clears throat> admittedly, a number of Fitbit type of things, and, and they don't seem to... I wear them religiously for a couple of months, and then I fall out with them. So I think that they're a lot of fun, and certainly if you have a pet that is needing to do a little bit of weight loss... Uh, yeah, it's
3: not a must-have for me, I agree.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things of yeah. a fun-to-have type of thing. Uh, another... Fun to have type of thing and, and not necessarily cheap, uh, really geeky though, to help you record those activities is GoPro camera. Now, GoPro themselves, they, they range from 99 to 400 depending on which one of them that you're getting. Um, but if in the past, uh, it was kind of tricky if you wanted to put it on their pet. There were a couple of off brand ones that could be used, but some of them were not really good. But this, uh, the new thing from GoPro is uh, the GoPro. GoPro Fetch, which uh, looks really promising to help solve the issue of your GoPro perhaps falling off and getting lost when your pet wears it. Rebecca, tell us about that.
4: Yeah, so the GoPro Fetch uh, came to my attention this year after a couple filmed their wedding via their dog. Um, and basically what they did is they put this mount as two mounting locations. It can go on their back and it can go on their chest and kind of hang just below um, their head. And it fits dogs anywhere from 15 to 120 pounds. There's some good range there. And just the harness, unfortunately, retails for 69.99, And the camera is not included, unfortunately. So like you said, anywhere from $99 to $400. Um, but it, it's a great fun product, especially... You know, I've heard it also used um, by ski rescue teams. They'll put it on their avalanche dogs um, just as another kind of way to see what's going on. So there, there's definitely a lot of uses for I it. I see both how for that'd fun. be cool. Yeah. So uh, for fun. Uh, I mean,
3: for ski patrol, yeah. especially in avalanche search and rescue situations, if you're going in and trying to see a situation or something like that, it might be mounted too high on it where it's going up. So sure. I would imagine it's more of a novelty thing for the yeah. patrol or are they actually using it?
4: So what I've seen in Colorado is they're definitely using it more, at least for what they've shown publicly, as a novelty thing. Like you know, look at the mountain from Chet's perspective, kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, okay. I haven't seen them that use it sense. in
3: rescue. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense.
4: Yeah, I, I like
2: I like this. I mean, it's great. It's a little a little on the costly side as far as being able to um, for most folks to use it. I personally really like animal products. Um, I've seen them on a number of different shows. And and back to you know the fact that we talk all the time about dogs and not so much about cats. Um, Animal has a brand new video cam that came out this year. It was one of the winners at SuperZoo uh, for best products as well. And it's this teeny tiny little camera that goes on the cat that uh, it's actually small. All the pictures, it looks huge, but it's actually, it's, I can a go out small than that, but it's awesome. It's motion sensor activated, night vision activated. I mean, who doesn't want to know what their cats doing and hiding. I mean, I I never know where my cats are hiding, and this would give me great insight into where those little buggers are sneaking away when I'm trying to find them.
3: Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally, cuz I've always wondered where I have a cat named Houdini and she's aptly named cuz she's constantly escaping and I'm always wondering. And she's not even escaping the house. She's just you think she's gotten out of the house and you find out later after you turn your back and you're yelling for it and you turn back around and then she's sitting there in the middle of the hallway like, What? <laughs> you know, it's just Why are you freaking out, psycho? You know, it's just like it's like where'd you come from? Anyway, so it would be interesting to see that kind of thing.
4: Yeah, I love that. I absolutely yeah, do.
2: It's one of my favorites. Now we uh, again we're, we're, we're talking so much we're running out of time. It's really great. There uh, another product that uh, we've mentioned a number of times on the show uh, and is another great tech product and one that I know Tom loves because he talks about it all the time is the Litter Robot. And they have a brand new uh, one out this year that I know Tom actually got to be part of the beta test for. So Tom, what's the scoop with uh, Litter Robot?
3: Ha, ha ha the scoop. Awesome. <laughs> so so yeah, it's a little embarrassing how much I love this product because it's a litter box and um, I have two cats at home and I love that I don't have to deal with the litter box for five to seven days and it doesn't stink or anything like that. So um, I owned uh, one of their older ones from a few years ago. And like Lorian said, the, they're called the litter uh, Litterbot 3 Open Air. Um, it's uh, it's not a cheap box. You're you know approaching the $400 range for this kind of a box, but the idea is that. Uh, every time they go in there, um, they they trigger their weight triggers it. Um, when they get out nine minutes later, the whole globe starts to rotate. And as it rotates, it filters the clean sand into an inner chamber while the solids uh, continue to roll uh, through the globe as it drops down into the lower box. Um, so it does that self-clean after each use. It saves tons of money on litter uh, because I'm not adding a ton of litter uh very often um it it has a night light (laughs) and so that was a new (laughs) funny thing i'd see this glow come on i'm like what the heck is that it's a night light um one feature that's really nice is they have a sleep mode where you can actually tell it that at a certain time of night you can have it turn off so it won't cycle at night so you don't have to listen to it uh cycling and all that so um and it has an indicator that the drawer is full so anyway it's a very cool product. Love it, uh, and, and their warranty is awesome.
4: So, is there only specific? Oh, sorry. You know, go ahead. No, I was just because now you have me so entranced with this product. But is there a certain litter that you have to use with it, or can you use any just type normal of clumping
3: stuff? Oh,
4: that's exciting. Yeah, Tom is rather
2: oh. obsessed about this. This product, Rebecca, you're going to have to, uh, if you're ever invited over to his house for any team events, you'll have to ask him to go and and show (laughs) you the the litter robot because he's very happy about that. So that's all the time that we have today. Thank you so much for coming on to geek out with me this morning. Uh, We actually have one more segment coming on, so hang tight, listeners. Uh, Though Tom and Rebecca are leaving us, we've got one more terrific thing coming up. We're going to learn all about pet subscription boxes, which is one of the best places that you can find new products coming out for 2017. Hang tight. We'll be right back with more.
0: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up?
5: Are you finding your frequency? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's one 472 5788 Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back, pet lovers. So happy that you are spending this last day of 2016 with us. Now, we've been reflecting back on our favorite pet tech products for this year, and I hope that you've learned something, you know, something that you'd like to snag for your pets, some kind of loot that you think is really cool, because we certainly talked about a lot of different things. And you might be wondering... How do these people learn about all these new products? Well, in some cases, obvi- it's honestly because we're part of the pet industry and we get to see a lot of really new things that nobody else has seen at big, huge trade shows, things like Super SuperZoo or Global Pet Expo, and they're close to the public. It's a place that retailers and companies get to meet and share new ideas and products. So there is that. But there's a lot of products that we've learned about and that we talked about today that we learned about through social media or through a blog that we followed, or maybe even we discovered them on the shelf at a local pet Stop. But another really, really great way to discover new pet products is through a subscription pet box. Yeah, yeah. It's the same type of thing that you might get monthly or even weekly with like maybe pre-staged meals or outfits for your wardrobe or samples of makeup or whatever. This same kind of thing is available for pets. And I've invited Jessica Williams to come help wrap up our 2016 review with her insights into all things subscription pet boxes. And Jessica's blog, You Did What With Your Wiener, and I'm going to repeat that because you might be like, what did I say? You Did What With Your Wiener has an incredible series of reviews that are all about subscription boxes for pets. She's tried just about every one of them. Jessica, so happy to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's really, it, and I, I came immediately to you when I was thinking about this because I read all those reviews because I was looking myself or what am I going to get for people for gifts or that kind of things. And there's a lot of information on your blog about them, but let's, let's, we only have time to do a little bit here. So let's just hit the highlights. Tell everybody what the basic gist is behind a pet subscription box.
6: So, so the basics are that... Um, you sign up to receive a box of goodies, usually treats and toys. Some of them have some accessories um, monthly. And the deal for you is that you don't know what you're getting. Your pet might not like everything that's in there, but you, but you're discovering a lot of new things that maybe you haven't seen. And the idea is that you pay for a monthly service, but the value you're getting in the box is more than that. Um, Mm -hmm. They usually include toys and treats, like I said. Some of them have accessories. I've seen, um, you know, little soaps for people with, you know, dogs in them or leashes or collars or bandanas. Um, but all of them have treats and treats and toys, usually made in the USA or Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, that's just where you get a variety of the treats and stuff. And it's especially good for people that maybe don't live by those boutique pet stores. That's a lot of what you get in the boxes.
4: Right. Is
2: the stuff that you'd find at the specialty store? It's not really mm-hmm. what you'd find at a Petco or PetSmart, but those really unique things that you'd find at a smaller, what we call maybe a mom and pop store. And mm-hmm. they they come for both dogs and for cats, right?
6: Yes, you can find subscription boxes for dogs and cats. There are some that we I may list later that um, also like have a dog aunt, or cat option, but but mostly they're for dogs. Most yeah. of them you're going to find.
2: Right. Okay. And now, uh, is, is one box as good as another one or are there specific things that I should look out for that are really helping me find that specific specific uh subscription that's going to really suit me and my pet.
6: Well, um I've seen a lot of boxes. I I reviewed my first box in 2012 and then decided to sign up for seven and did a comparison post in like 2013 and then a couple of years later I updated that and some of those boxes had gone away. Um so I've seen a lot of boxes, and I I have to be honest. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but every subscription box thinks they're special snowflakes, but they're not really. They're all <laughs> the same. You're not really going to go wrong if you want new treats and toys that you haven't seen before. Right. Then pretty much no matter which box you go with, you're going to get that. So you'll you'll be happy with your with your choice there. Um, some of the boxes will have holiday themes. Um, and they all allow a certain level of customization, so you can usually choose between, like, the size of your dog, and they'll ask you questions like, do they have allergies? So they'll, you know, put grain-free treats in the box. A lot of them have those options. Um, so you can do some customization, too. Some of them will ask if your dogs are tough chewers, because then they'll send you the tougher toys, Um so yeah, you just kind of pick one that you can look at pictures online that piques your interest. You're not really gonna go wrong. Be aware that there, you know, there are some customizations for each each one in each box. And like I said, they're not special snowflakes per se, but some of the boxes do have something that makes them stand apart from the other ones.
2: Right. And all of the boxes, I just remember from the couple that I've done they they tell you how to get the product if you like a treat or something that you really mm-hmm. love they'll they'll make it so that you can get the product later either through them or through the products
6: uh, yeah website. yeah, some make it easier by by actually listing what they send out that month on the website um. But you can definitely contact them and ask if they don't have that information listed readily. I mean, that's kind of the idea of these boxes, is that's why it's a benefit to the companies that are getting their new products in there, is they're getting this exposure. So um, that really wouldn't do them any good if then you couldn't follow up and purchase something that your dog really liked later.
2: Exactly, exactly. Okay, So, but I I know that you said that one is... Pretty much the same as the other, but I'm going to pin you down. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to ask, you know, because you've you've looked at so many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me some some specific recommendations based on who that pet is or who the pet parent is, so that because there there are slight differences, and so what makes what are those slight differences that are out there?
6: Well, so um, f- first for kind of the eco conscious. Person, I mean, you're getting a box every month, and yes, it's recyclable, but like, for example, Paw Pals with Annie, they're now sending it out um, monthly in a reusable tote. So, I mean, so you're not. I think they might still p- include boxes sometimes, but a lot of times they're trying to to get rid of that packaging um, that's not useful. You know, if you're if you're a pet owner that really just wants a company that's had a long track record and is more reliable, um, BarkBox has been around about the longest. Mm-hmm. Um, one that is new that just came out that I'm pretty excited about, although it doesn't include treats or toys, which sounds funny because I just told you that's what all boxes include, except this one is a special snowflake. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, it, it's training. It's based on uh, training for the whole family. And so you'll get card games and videos and, and things that'll teach you how to interact with your dog and how it's called um, Good Dog in a Box. So the goal is to make your dog good, you know, make the family get along so the dog dog stays home. And um, another one that's probably relevant to the this audience, kind of the pet lover geek, is uh, Loot Crate has a, they have a bunch of different boxes, but one of them's called loot pets and Ooh. it's got the same thing treats toys apparel accessories um but their kind of little tagline is geeky pup gear for your furry friend and they'll have a on month- it <laughs> yeah they'll have a monthly theme but it's there's a lot of like uh, anime and star trek and harry potter like i probably i haven't received this box but i looked at some of the pictures like treat toys or little you know star trek dog shirt or something like that so that's kind of fun too
2: oh my god that is you're totally talking my language (laughs) (laughs) i'm that's definitely one that i am really interested in. you know it's interesting i i actually got a loot box myself a loot crate myself uh as a gift one time but it wasn't a pet box so i am excited that that actually they actually have a pet version now um is there anything that I should avoid or what are those things that as you've looked through, you're like, okay, be, make sure that you understand this or make sure that you know about this. Cause there are some pitfalls with these thighs.
6: So people will write me, they, you know, they know I've been reviewing subscription boxes for a long time. And so they'll ask me questions or just give me some feedback. And the thing that I hear most often is that people are dissatisfied Um they didn't realize most of these boxes will auto renew. It's a subscription service, so you're you're signing up, and unless you call and cancel, they're going to keep sending you boxes and charging your card. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that. So so I'll hear from people. There was a case where one lady bought um, some of these services allow you to buy just a single box. Uh, but it's not always 100% clear. So that's you want to be careful of their wording and maybe read the fine print. And this lady had bought what she thought was a single box for her friend. Well, her friend was delighted when she got three or four boxes Oops. every you know, a month. <laughs> And the person who had originally bought it didn't see it that charge on their credit card and didn't realize till later that they had been charged for four months of boxes to go to this person, and they didn't yeah. intend that. So that's, that's the biggest one, honestly. The, um, I haven't really gotten any other complaints. The, the only other complaint I get sometimes is about a particular box. Um, Their customer service. But it's usually one of those things where, you know, I don't hear from all the happy people. I hear from the people who are looking online for answers because they're disgruntled. So they're going to reach out to somebody and let them know all the bad things that happened. Um, Yeah. But there isn't one box in particular that's still around that gets a lot of complaints lodged against it. So,
2: but they're they're, they're no longer existent, so we won't we won't even bother mentioning them here. But, hey, yeah, I, I I'm curious, what's the coolest thing that you've gotten in a box? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but what's the neatest discovery that you have
6: had? <laughs> yeah, that is kind of on the spot. I don't know. Um, I the one thing that stands out in my mind is from the pop joy box and this was a few years ago that i got that one and it had a leash inside um and i'm not remembering all of the details but it was a really cool leash collar set and it was so cute it had this little like dog nose print on it and it was actually made by a company who sells them um to i think they're most of their profits or their profits go to help support like um fighting breed legislation. Oh, that's stuff. cool. So so it was cool. It had a real purpose and it was just adorable. It was great. So
2: Oh, that's awesome. And and, and you get a lot of your new treats and things like that are you discovering from the from these boxes as well?
6: Well, honestly, me, no. <laughs> uh, well, because like you said in the beginning, that's I'm a blogger. I'm immersed in the pet world. I go to those pet trade shows you mentioned. I've seen about every single thing out there. But but what I can say from the boxes is that for most people, they will be surprises and things that they haven't seen. And when I take the whole spectrum of products I've seen out there, definitely what's coming in the boxes is mid to higher end. Oh, that's great.
2: And, and if you're, you talk to you about toys, and that's one of those things that for me, uh, whenever we've gotten the toys uh, in some of these boxes that have been given to us as gifts, some of the toys aren't appropriate for our dogs. And I, you may have already talked about this, or you may and I talked about separately, but you can also stipulate, hey, my dog needs this kind of toy or that kind of toy,
6: right? You can, yeah. I mean, they're like I said, they ask for the size, so hopefully you don't end up with a toy that's as big as your dog, um, like if you have a little dog. And then some boxes ask you, uh, is your dog an aggressive chewer or something um I I can't remember which box that was that specifically asked that, so I'm not going to just throw something out there, but if you look when you go to order, you'll go through a process, they'll ask you a lot of questions, and most boxes, or pretty much all, do some level of customization for your pet
2: awesome now if you'll give us some information about your website uh, tell Mm -hmm. us where we can go to find out more information because you really truly uh, have a wealth of information on your
6: website give us that information so my website um, is my blog name com? and I actually have a section set aside for reviews if up in the menu you click on it in the drop down menu there is a section specifically for subscription boxes so if you click on that you'll find all of the boxes that i have reviewed you'll find my comparison post and you'll find individual reviews um over the years i have tested about 14 different boxes and and yeah there's a lot out there right now only about five of those still exist so you'll see some reviews for things that aren't still um around but um someone away but a lot more have come that I haven't seen personally but when I've looked at pictures and descriptions they're a lot in line with the with the other boxes there's about 13 at least total out there to choose from right now
2: Mm, Okay, cool. Yeah. And I noticed that you on I did see some of your reviews at the review, you'll say, you know, update, this is now no longer in business
6: or whatever. that's super duper helpful. I love how on top of it you are with your information. It's really awesome. Yeah, I have to go through it again. There's a couple that have recently I've found gone out of business, but I do try and update regularly on that.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in today and chatting with us. Uh, Really big help. Really love it. Sure, thank you. Absolutely. And I want to give also a big thanks to Tom Arnold and Rebecca Breeze for coming and shooting the breeze with us. Uh, they are from Pet Hub and they helped us do all that great review of all things wonderful in pet tech during 2016. And in the new year, I hope you join us on Pet Lover Geek because we're going to be digging into some fabulous things, uh, including pet wearables, uh, things like you know Fitbit for your dog and those type of things, some new pet gadgets from the Consumer Electronics Show, as well as latest And Veterinary Advances from the North American Veterinary Association Show in Orlando. So please keep tuning in to Pet Lover Geek. Give your fur kids a big smooch at midnight from all of us here at Pet Lover Geek.
1: Thank you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek.